Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. Zoviso, tell us about the journey that your halfling comrade made, Zen. Ah, yes, it will be my pleasure. Although, the journey south to Martek from the outskirts of Al Hayik was not as eventful as the trip back, it has to be said. But um, still, it was noteworthy for a few things. So, tell me, Ludwig, how did your crossing go? Well, once the preparations were complete, we climbed aboard the bone caravan and Zarka willed the four undead camels to begin pulling us. The first third of the journey down to Martek here was through the plains just south of the capital. This place was a wasteland. There were scorched patches of sand everywhere, as well as large fragments of yellow desert glass scattered all about. As the large wheels of the caravan rolled forwards, I spied broken and blackened skulls, warped and twisted swords and shields, as well as cracked and fractured armour, all half buried in the dunes about us. Fadi noticed me staring and preemptively answered my question. These are the dead of one of the rivals of the great Sultan. Burnt and blasted by the fires of his efflites. Do not look upon them too closely, for in their dead eye sockets lies the burning anguish and anger of the fallen, ever ready to lay curse and hex upon the living. I do not know if he spoke the truth. But I did not wish to chance fate either. Anyways, once we had left the blasted sand plains, the desert became more usual, and after a hearty meal in the back of the caravan, taken from the plentiful supplies that we had brought, the ogre, Hassan, and I slept. When we awoke, it was midnight. The undead camels had travelled, unstopping, for the rest of the day, and then into the cold darkness beyond Twilight's realm. Zaka and Fadi had been taking turns at the reins to steer the caravan whilst the other rested. As we moved, I peered out of the covering of our conveyance to see what looked like an oasis of palm trees on the horizon, clearly visible by the moonlight cast down by Mansleep. Fadi and his grandmother were sat at the front of the caravan. Good evening. That... It is no illusion. It is called the Silent Oasis. But it is not a place to linger, especially at night. Oh, and why so? 
You will see. Follow, we must go there. Your ogre has already drunk our water supply dry, and so we have to refill our gourds and water bottles at the well. And so the caravan trundled onwards until we came to a stop in the oasis. They instructed me to stay in the caravan whilst Zaka, Fadi and Hassan, whom I had uh, volunteered to help at the well and carry the water, went to restock. Do not leave this caravan. It is not safe. Many awful things happened here and they have left a mark on this place. It is called the Silent Oasis now for no animals, no birds, and certainly no men like Tuninga here. I warn you again, do not leave the caravan. You will be safe inside. And so the others left me there, and I waited. My curiosity had my ears pricking, eager for something to engage with, but it was eerily silent apart from the night wind. Suddenly, I heard footsteps. I called out for Fatty, but there was no reply. More footsteps came, and the sound of something being dragged. And then I heard a voice, although it sounded muffled, as if it was gagged. Suddenly, the caravan covering was thrown wide open, and in stepped Hassan. Hassan! Fetch! Behind was Fadi and Zaka. There is, there is someone out there! There is, they were, they were doing something awful! I immediately relayed what had just taken place, but the two simply shook their heads. Fadi held up a burning torch and led me around outside of the caravan. There was no one there. No sign of someone being dragged, no tracks in the sand, besides those of my three companions. Nothing. I have uh, no doubt what you heard was real, but it was a long, long time ago. Let us not 
linger here. It is a cursed place. And so we set off once more into the night, although I could not get back to sleep. It took us another day and night's travel to reach the city walls of Martek. There were, thankfully, no further noteworthy events to speak of, though. And so then, how did you find me? With my good eyes, my good ears, and a bit of deduction and investigation. Oh, you've intrigued me. Please, go on. Well, if you recall, the only reason we knew you were still alive was the story about you killing that, uh, Tomb King snake creature. Ah, you mean the sepulchral stalker. Ah, yes, that's the one. From some of the Tuareg who joined the crew of the Ava Phantom, I learned that the armor of such a creature would be worth a small fortune, and as we also knew your warband would be returning to Martek, I had no doubt that you'd be selling it here. The most famous merchant of such things. By which I mean, the one who offers the most competitive prices in all of Martek has to be Saeed the Bad. At least, that's what uh, Fadi told me. And so that is where I decided to start. Upon arriving at Martek, Zarka used her magics to unpack the caravan near some dunes beyond the city limits, and what, uh, what would you call it? Reconfigured, I suppose. The uh, undead camels into four skeletal guardians armed with tusk-headed scythe-like weapons before hiding the form of each under a large cloak. These will keep both the beasts of the Atalans away and the other nomads. Hassan and Fadi then escorted me to part of the city wall that had fallen into disrepair and, as politely as I could, I parted ways with them. I did not want those two slowing me down. But uh, that was not before I left Fadi with a fat purse of coin to keep Hassan in snacks and drink. It would be Fadi and then his grandmother that he'd eat first if he got hungry, I warned. And so, into the city I waded, through the crowded streets of the surrounding shanties, taking what I wanted as I went and eavesdropping on passing conversations in order to find my way. And, in this way, I eventually entered into the city proper and found the La Quere La Bridge, which led directly to the trading emporium of Said the Bad. And so, here I came and waited, day after day, until over the bridge you strode, carrying those ancient pieces of armour. I wasn't sure it was you at first. The blue robes that you wore hid you well, but there was something about your posture and gait that seemed both familiar and so different from the other nomads. I followed you up to the store and waited for you to complete your transaction. Through the window, I saw you remove your face scarf to bite the coin and check it was real, and I knew it was you. And then you accosted me as I left. Oh, yeah, yeah. I finally see why your tutor chose the halfling Ludwig Brambledown to come find you. I do not think that I could have accomplished such a, such a feat. 
Ah, well, there is one thing that you can say without fear of being wrong about my tutor, Ulrich Genscher, and that is that he is the best judge of a man's character, or a halfling's character. Anyway, back to the tale. Even though Ludwig and I had found each other, we were not out of the frying pan yet. And, true to the adage, it was into the fire itself that we headed next in our journey to return to our ship, the Ava Phantom.